Zyla, episode two, titled, The Story Begins with Maxwell. So my life was as shitty as it came. After my brother's death, my mother spiraled into a deep depression. It got to a point where I felt useless, and not because I was admitting defeat, but because it was painful to watch my mother openly and willingly accept defeat. It was just sad, simply put. Today was like no other. Mom, did you eat? She shrugged, sitting up in bed, which was where she'd been for the past week. I don't need to eat, Zyla. Considering that was the most she had said in months, that was progress. Of course you do, mother. I perched myself up on the side of the bed, following her gaze out of her floor to ceiling windows. Needless to say, my mother got a pretty solid insurance check on my brother's behalf. Therefore, she tried moving into a nicer place, a high-rise in the heart of San Francisco, sold the house that we created interesting memories in, and kind of just stopped living after that. She makes a solid living as a fashion designer, except she obviously hadn't created anything in months. I sighed, already defeated myself. What is your plan, mother? Let's just pause for one second, guys. Just so we're clear, I am not necessarily an empathetic person. In fact, it is rare that I show much emotion, period. Hence, again, my hanging out with Sebastian twice a week. And it was about to be three times a week if this shit with my mother didn't let up. Yes, I realized that she lost her only son and that she happened to be going through a lot. But we didn't lose much. My brother was a lot of things, but he was not a real man. Not by any means. He was a meth head, a crackhead, and an alcoholic who frequented prison for petty charges. He stole from us on multiple occasions and in large scales. He set up drug deals in front of our home and at one point he had disappeared for so long that multiple men came looking for him threatening us if he did not surface within a certain amount of days. We tried time and time again to get him help. I shed my fair share of tears. I'm done crying over him. I just wish my mother was too. All right, let's unpause. Mom, I bought a new car, I offered. I got a new place too. I was 24. I was a model with no student loan debts, no kids, and only a few monthly recurring payments. My new car, a 2022 Jeep Rubicon, was purchased with cash, so no financing. I'd obviously been doing pretty well for myself. My sex life, however, was shit. My features were not lost on me. My mother is an African beauty from Cameroon, and my father was Jamaican mixed with Puerto Rican and black. My skin is a smooth, chocolatey brown. I have my mother's hip and ass and my father's thick mane. My eyes somehow ended up being hazel or green, depending on how the light hits them. And my dimples sit nice and pretty under my cheekbones. Another feature I can thank my mother for. Now, even with all of this being said, the quality of men that I attract was subpar, to say the least. San Francisco was letting me down. My mother didn't respond to my new car comment. Instead, she laid back down in bed and continued to gaze out the window. Perhaps a therapist would help, Ma. 
she didn't acknowledge my executive decision, she continued to gaze into the city of San Fran. Look at us. <laughs> I released a short laugh, lackluster at that. We're pretty broken, ma. Nothing. I got nothing from the woman I call my mother. I got up, washed the dishes, and by dishes, I mean the two coffee-stained cups that have clearly been sitting there for days. Maybe I'll cook something for her next time, I thought. I've bought her food from a few of her favorite spots, but they always just sit there, willing her, daring her to eat. She'd lost so much weight. Those beautiful cheekbones hold a bit too much structure. Her eyes, they look hollow and sunken in. And the full lips that I inherited looked like they'd seen one too many blunts. Ma, please, eat something. You're malnourished. Not one word leaves her mouth, not even a grunt. However, I did get a sigh, which wasn't new, but still, it was better than nothing. Fine, I had said to her nothingness. I have therapy in a bit, and then I have a photo shoot coming up. I'll stop by again in a few days. Try to at least eat some cereal, ma. I grabbed my jacket, my purse, and my keys and left, therapy bound. My appointment was in an hour, but in San Francisco, where the traffic is awfully disrespectful, an hour was threatening to not be enough time. I made it to my appointment with Sebastian with not a minute to spare. I walked right past his front desk staff and burst through his office, ignoring all of the redhead receptionists, please not to do so. Something about patient privacy violations. I'm not really sure why it didn't occur to me that he may be in the midst of another session. Actually... I genuinely didn't care. It also didn't occur to me that he was in the midst of a session with the hazel-eyed, black-haired demigod of a man. He, the hazel-eyed demigod, initially was leaned over with his elbows on his knees and his chin resting in the palm of his right hand. But with my nothing short of graceful entrance, he casually leaned back and sort of visually appraised me. This is it, I thought, my next lay. I know I was rather crude, but I am also human with needs that hadn't been met for a long time. It was also quite clear that I did not care. So, I start looking at this beautiful man. Demigod smirks. So, he repeats, 